When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, what a fascinating and massive and important weekend in the NFL. It is Carlin versus Joe to take you through it all on ESPN Radio, on the ESPN app, and of course, on your smart speaker, Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. On this Friday, Joseph, good morning. Good morning, my friend. We are on the precipice of a monster, and I mean monster weekend. The NBA in-season tournament starts today. Yep. We've got bets. Alabama LSU tomorrow, we've got bets. And then Sunday, you're going to start off in Germany with Chiefs Dolphins. You're going to go to the afternoon slate and give us Eagles Cowboys. And then at night, if you're still above water... You've got Bill's Bengals. Like, this is an all-time weekend of all-time weekends, is it not? It is. It is. And I thought you were going to say, listen, I'll be locked in all weekend long on the NBA in-season tournament. <laughs> I mean, I'll find a way. Your, your boy will find a way to make sure oh, he sees I will everything be there he too. needs to see. I will be there, too, my friend. And I think that's going to be a very, very interesting thing to watch. And we will get into all of that throughout the course of the show. Bob Myers, the former Golden State Warriors GM, now of ESPN, uh, is going to join us later in the show. Jeff Darlington joins us as he does each and every week. But right now we get into the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is your way to be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Joe, we could sit here and talk about just how big the Cowboys and Eagles are this weekend. And, and it's it's a trite word, big, big game. We're all locked in. But let's talk about it. Let's dive in. What are the ramifications of the Cowboys and Eagles this weekend in your eyes? Huge. Huge. It just depends on where you want to start. For the Philadelphia Eagles, a win here distances yourself from everybody. Everybody. Just a few weeks ago, we were sitting here talking about the state of the NFC. It was Niners, Eagles, 1A, 1B, however you saw it. Some people differed on that. Detroit was right there. They were climbing up into that three spot. And then Dallas had slipped to four, but we were still paying attention to what they were doing. All right? Eagles win this game. Dallas, see you later. Right? The Lions, two weeks removed from getting shellacked by the Ravens and the Niners riding a three-game losing streak. The Eagles have a chance, despite the fact that they haven't looked all that great this season, to take a firm grip just to strangle the NFC. A loss for the Cowboys, meanwhile, in this situation, sayonara Mike McCarthy. I'm not saying that happens after losing this game, 
But if McCarthy has any shot whatsoever of continuing on as the head coach of this team, at some point you are going to be asked to win a big game, Carlin. And I mean, this season, you're off back-to-back 12-win seasons. Okay, you flamed out in the playoffs both years. Jerry continues to give you the ringing support. But I'm looking at the schedule this year. I haven't seen you asked to do all that much. Giants, not a big ask. Jets, not a big ask. Cardinals, Patriots, not big asks to start the season. Go to San Francisco, get completely blown out 42 to 10. That was a big ask. Chargers, eh. Rams, eh. Eagles. Here we go. Number two. Here we go. You go win this game, the NFC suddenly up in flux because the Niners are struggling, the Lions lost a big game, the Eagles lose, and you just finally won in the big spot. It says a lot about Dallas this weekend. Mike McCarthy, I'd say coaching for the job. Wow. Wow. I don't know that I can go that far with it. With, not with to say he's going to be fired job. next week. I don't think. No, that no, no. Happen, I obviously. think you're talking about the end of the year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the end. You go out and you lose another one of these games like this. It's just a matter of getting to the end of the season and then figuring out who's going to be the next head coach. Uh, well, listen, first of all, I don't buy that for this moment, primarily because Jerry has had an unhealthy not confidence, but an unhealthy attachment to guys that he can tell what to do. And we've seen that with Jason Garrett. We've seen that with some other coaches. And he's tried to be more patient with coaches over the last several years while he drops in the little veiled threats about what they are, about how he believed that this team right now was absolutely a Super Bowl contender. But at the end of the day, Jerry, I think, has become a little bit more bark than bite when it comes to actually firing coaches. That's one. But I want to get back to something you said there, though. I want to get back to something you said. It blows apart the entire NFC if the Cowboys win this weekend. Yeah. Boy, that's 100% accurate. You look across the board. We don't know what the 49ers are anymore. You talk about they've lost their mojo or however you want to put it. Whatever it is, it ain't there at the moment. You look at the Seahawks going into Baltimore this weekend, and they win that game. All of a sudden, the Seahawks are 6-2, and and you have to take them seriously if the Cowboys find a way to actually win that game. Then you've got all of these different teams that you don't know how to separate them anymore, right? You've got five teams. If we're going to throw the Cowboys in there, if we're going to throw the Lions in there, of uh, and even the Seahawks for that matter for not knowing who is on the top tier in the NFC or even Joe if the NFC actually has a top tier if the Cowboys win this weekend there's a lot to process there I didn't even consider Seattle that's an excellent point on your behalf you go to Baltimore and win this weekend you're already in charge of the NFC West right now yeah like they're already up you go win at Baltimore that's a completely different conversation we're having on Monday because for some reason we haven't ranked that as one of the premier games this weekend we have our three but we have not looked at that one sufficiently so that's worthy of it I think if you see Dallas winning this game in Philly you start to give McCarthy Prescott and the Cowboys a lot more credit than than they've gotten previously because they've finally gone out and won one on the big stage you know that's something Miami hasn't done yet. If Miami does that against Kansas City, we'll be talking about them differently. But you also expose an Eagles team that has been a little shaky at times. The quarterback looks a little gimpy right now. 
they would have two losses. The Cowboys would have two losses. San Francisco with three losses. The Lions not getting nearly as much shine after the way they were blown out by Baltimore. You open up the conference. It suddenly becomes very interesting and a whole lot of fun to project how the NFC is going to play out versus what we thought before the season started when it was two, maybe three teams. So you got to find your way. I just look at this and I think to myself on one hand, I don't know how Dallas is going to get it done based on what I've seen from them in big games on the road in the past. But did you realize, and Greeny was talking about this earlier today, have you seen Dak Prescott's career numbers against Philadelphia? No. Regular season, 11 games. 11 yeah. games against the Eagles. He's 8-3. and three. He's completing 67% of his passes. 2,800 yards in those 11 games. 19 TDs, 8 interceptions. He's been good. Yeah. He's been good in his career against Philadelphia. He that, got the one win last year, but Minshew high, but was yeah. quarterbacking. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. No, the interception number's a little high, but yeah, that's a little high, yeah. those are good. Those are good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's for a guy that takes a lot of heat and in a lot of spots deservedly so, he's completing 71% of his passes this season, and he's going into Philadelphia, who happens to be a team he's had success against in the past. A decent amount of success. Now, some of those years, Philly was down, but you can't knock him. Eight and three in 11 career starts against Philadelphia, who a few years ago won a Super Bowl, was in a Super Bowl last year, was in the playoffs two years ago, should be in the playoffs this year. That's a pretty impressive showing from Prescott. Prescott has a chance to silence some critics this weekend as well, and he needs to because yeah. of what we saw in that San Francisco game. I mean, what, what, what are we saying if you come out and Philly's up 10 nothing in this game eight minutes in? Like, you can't go get rolled in the first quarter like you did against the Niners a few weeks back. Well, that's why it's incredibly important for Philadelphia to do that. You know, to me, that on this flip side, Joe, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but here's the opportunity for the Eagles to grab a chokehold on the NFC. And they haven't even played their best, and we keep saying that. Like, this week, I think it's of paramount importance that they do. Not just to win the game. I actually think the Eagles can win the game without playing their best. No. You're the Eagles. If you have an opportunity, you want to stomp this team out like the 49ers did a few weeks back. You want to make them look silly. You want to establish who the alpha dog is in this race and make everybody remember that and specifically make the Cowboys remember that, no, you can't beat good teams because you're not that good of a team. You can you can hang with those other teams. You can beat up on the Rams all you want. When it comes to us, when it comes to when it's going to matter for you, no, we're going to plant this in your head and let this continue to grow. And we're going to water it with a nice beat down this weekend if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. And hopefully by the time the playoff rolls around, the playoffs roll around, that will be a nice little plant that has grown quite, quite large and fertile in your head so that you know you know you're not capable of hanging with us, and we can deliver an early punch, and you're going to go down with a glass jaw. Yeah. Yep, that's something to consider. And for Prescott, having watched Sam Howell carve up the Eagles last week, you got to figure Prescott should be in line to put some numbers up. People are not, whether it's reasonable or not to look at it that way, people saw Sam Howell have a really nice showing against that Eagles defense that had just added Kevin Byard to the secondary. If Prescott goes out there and stumbles all over himself, that's the immediate comparison people are going to be drawing Monday morning. Yeah.
I think it's a great, great point. It's Carlin versus Joe. Man, we are just getting started on such a huge NFL weekend, such a huge college weekend. As Joe pointed out, you got the tournament, the in-season tournament starting tonight in pool play. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I would like to say one thing. I, I think this is where we collectively need to start a fine jar of some sort because I think today, if either one of us even mentions, oh, I don't know, Indianapolis, Carolina this week, <laughs> somebody's got to put 10 bucks in a jar. Okay. If somebody brings up the Giants and Raiders immediately, or like your mic should be shut off for two minutes straight. It's like I going into like the to penalty talk, box. I would like to talk Saints-Bears. Can we not talk Saints-Bears? Is this show not willing to talk Saints-Bears? Uh, all I can think last night is I'm watching the promos on Prime for Panthers-Bears next week. Oh, we're going to get cranky Al Michaels. I can't wait for that. We get we get all due respect to the great people of Chicago. We get a lot of Bears primetime games. We do. We <laughs> do. The Bears and the Giants and the Raiders. How do those three just keep ending up in primetime? Exactly. I, I, and and I, for the people who Chicago, we love you and we feel for what you're going through. And yet at the same time, you don't want the rest of the country watching that either. You don't want to remind them how bad the Bears stink. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's not so much about the Bengals being back. The Bengals are back because their quarterback is back. He makes everybody feel better. I feel like the Bengals, Joe Burrow is getting healthier. They're finding that rhythm. They've started out slow in the past, so this is not a team that's going to panic when they get off to a 1-3 and three start. I believe in the Bengals. Now they're winning, and they're beating good teams, and he's healthy. That is the picture of value. When he's hurt, they struggle. When he's healthy, they win. Yeah. That's value. That's why the Bengals are back. The Bengals are fascinating. 
They, they really are from the standpoint of having won now four of their last five to seeing a quarterback actively get healthy while playing, which to me still boggles the mind, especially with the injury he had to his calf, to beating up on the 49ers this past weekend and still... Uh, my biggest concern, Joe, about the Bengals being able to dig out of an 0-2 hole this year was that the schedule was just going to be prohibitive, and yet they beat Seattle, they beat San Francisco on a road, they've got Buffalo this week. I have all, every confidence in the world that Cincinnati is going to win that game this week, and then you go from there. It's not a brutal schedule. It's not an easy one either, but the path then exists once again for this team that just has this knack for climbing out of these kind of holes at the beginning of the year. It's what they do. It's what they do. It's why we have to look at the big picture rather than just one little moment in time and make a snap judgment. They started 0-2 and the quarterback was hurt, and we thought, that's it, they're finished. No reason to get excited about Cincinnati this year. Why? Why? They started 2-3 and last year. They started 5-4 and the year before. Last year, they went to the AFC Championship game. Two years ago, they went to the Super Bowl. This team is nothing if not resilient. It doesn't... Look, Miami has played two big games this year. They've lost. Jury's out. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys went on the road and played a big game against the Niners. They got blown out. They lose again this weekend. We know exactly what we think of them. But with Cincinnati, when they lose a game here, when they suffer an injury there, they're not the type of team you write off. They're just resilient. They're the picture of resilience. And this is the game, and all due respect to my beloved Philadelphia Eagles, this is the one I'm the most excited about this weekend. This is the one I want to see because the ramifications for Buffalo are huge. And I'm going to tell you what right now. This show has tried to tell you throughout the course of the week. Joe Burrow at MVP, 20 to 1, 18 to 1. Wherever you look, it's out there. It's a great price. Nobody was talking about the Bengals after the win over the Niners because the narrative was that the Niners had lost three in a row. That was the story. Narratives drive prices in futures markets, especially when it comes to awards like MVP. Nobody wanted to talk about the Bengals. If the Bengals win in a standalone Sunday night game, it's the last piece of evidence anyone's going to get for football this weekend. They win that game and Burrow looks good. Monday, we're coming in here and we're talking about Are they a threat to win the Super Bowl? And is Joe Burrow the MVP? That price will be long gone. If you think Cincinnati wins this weekend, you absolutely should be grabbing a little piece, at the very least, of Joe Burrow at MVP because that price will be long gone come Monday morning. Well, I have a confession to make. With that in mind, I think you know one of the things that I enjoy most in life is being right. Oh. Yeah. I mean... You think that's I thought here? you were going with hot dogs, but being right is up there. It's up. No, listen, if we're going to go through a top five, they're both there. <laughs> don't, you know, don't make me choose between my children. It's fine. Don't but, make me power rank. Just yeah, understand exactly. generally they're both top five. Yes. <laughs> but I have to admit, you convinced me yesterday and oh, I yeah? jumped on. I jumped on board. You sprinkled a little bit. Oh, I sprinkled. Oh, we're going to eat well. We are going to eat well if Burrow wins this thing. Well, here's the thing that you might be just finding out in the midst of this, and I knock on wood, I can be a bit of a jinx. Oh, I'm not worried about that. Shake that no. off. No, no, no. Positive as a guy vibes. that's been in, in gambling as long as you have, how do you feel about Just a brief aside here. Give me a little insight. How does Joe Fortenbaugh... 
feel about the jinx? Because a couple of weeks ago, you berated me for calling the Ravens frauds when we were betting against them. Well, right, because you were putting bad mojo out there in that right. situation. Bad mojo out there. That was different. There's, when it comes to the jinx, the mush, it really is an individual that has to go out of their way to prove it. I, I have a friend. He was an all-time mush. Quick story on this. This is maybe 15 years ago. A bunch of us are gathered on a college football Saturday. Uh, it's the end of, like, the early wave of action. A buddy comes walking in, and we're just, oh, yeah, how's it going? How's it going? He goes, I'm doing pretty well. You know, he had laid, he had laid like, a big number, like, seven and a half with Penn State against Indiana, and they were up, like, three scores with six minutes to go. Oh. And this other dude comes in right after him, and he's all-time known as the mush, all-time. And he comes in, and he sees the Penn State score and he looks at my buddy goes yo Penn State looking good you got that one in the bank it's a lock and right then and there the entire game flipped I want to say Antoine Randall L was the quarterback in Indiana (laughs) there was a touchdown an immediate Penn State turnover another touchdown it got inside the seven and a half I think the game ended seven and the dude just looked up from what he had said he's not my fault I didn't do it yeah yeah so there are people like that there are individuals that go around just ruining things for everyone you have not proven to be that yet do not worry about that one bet if we lose that bet it's not going to be because of you but at least i'm self-aware about it the people who are the worst are the ones who are the mush and not self-aware about their mush powers it's almost like they embrace it sometimes they almost tend to embrace it it's like they want to see how far they can go with comments oh you're up 42 10 with a quarter to go let's make a comment let's see what happens carla versus carla versus joe espn radio on the flip side there's josh Allen. You know, we were talking about turnovers the other day, and there's been an awful lot of Josh Allen turnover talk over the last, oh, I don't know, five years, you know, of his, what is it, entire career? Yeah, because he turns the football over. He's got 90 turnovers in his career. 90. And, Joe, you might not have heard about him as much this year. You know, he's got eight picks this season. Eight already. Eight already. Already he's got eight picks. So, Von Miller was on with our guys Freddie and Harry last night, and was he was asked if Josh Allen is in fact an elite quarterback. Oh yeah, stop, man! Y'all watch the same games that we get. That we that we watch. He's an elite quarterback, top three quarterback. I mean, everybody see the same quarterback that I see. That's not always going to be good. That's not always going to be bad. But you know, it's, I, I love playing with Josh. You know, we have an opportunity to go out there and win every single game that we play in. That is a, a great feeling to have. He's had his struggles, but all quarterbacks do. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he just lost to the Denver Broncos. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like every quarterback struggles. At the beginning of the season, you know, Joe Burrow was struggling as well. All the top quarterbacks that you've mentioned have had losses this season. I'm riding with Josh, man. And whenever he steps out there, I feel like we have a chance to win the game. And that's, that's all I need to go out there and play my best football. It is funny to hear Vaughn say that and, and basically scoff it off like it was nothing. And yeah, look, it's not always going to be good. <laughs> Like, that's just admitting that, in fact, he's not an elite quarterback. But I don't have any faith in the Bills, in Josh Allen, in any of it. I'm telling you, this sucker's going down like a house of cards. I know. Now, are you, you, you've been saying that from the beginning. I laughed initially, but there's certainly more truth to it as we've gotten to this point in the season. Your, your prognostication looks far more accurate than me laughing at you. When you say coming down like a house of cards, are you saying, ah, they're not going to make the playoffs this season and they reboot? Or do you think the window's closed? Like they had a brief window, they missed it, and now we're on the downside. A lot closer to that. 
and it bothers me. Like they, I, I think if they went and made a coaching change and made a couple of other alterations this off season, they could keep that cracked window open for another year or two. And, and there will be another window down the line with Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong. But this iteration of it, I think we're getting closer to that being the case because there's just too much inconsistency here. I don't trust them. What a I game Sunday them. night. Can't wait. What a game Sunday night. This would be the ultimate mush on your behalf, by the way. Jumping on the Burrow train with me, then writing off the Bills, only for the Bills to go to Cincinnati, win the game, and crush the bet for us. Well, that's a double whammy right there by you, pal. It is, but it's not going to be my fault. Carlin versus Joe. I, that's, I, I'm tell you, you're really testing the gods here. You're, you're going after both teams in this one. <laughs> no, listen. I One of them is just take integrity. One of them is just take integrity. That's sure, all yeah, there is there. Hey, Joe, three massive games in the NFL on Sunday, and one could already determine home field in the AFC. It's Carlin versus Joe. That is up in moments after I, and I alone, tell you about <laughs> our friends from Indeed. I don't know why I laugh at this every day. This is so dumb, yet, yet I laugh at it every day. <laughs> Welcome to me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the life of my wife. <laughs> exactly. Carlin versus Joe, as we said, is pre- presented by Progressive Insurance. And I want to remind you, friends, that hiring is personal. You know this, but that doesn't mean that you have to do it alone. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps employers of all sizes, source, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. I'm going to try that sentence one more time for my friends from Indeed (laughs) because I want to make sure it's clear. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps employers of all sizes source, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. When you post a sponsored job on our platform, you get access to a large pool of quality candidates who have uploaded a resume to Indeed, and that could match your job description. You can then review their profiles to make sure they meet your must-have requirements. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in. Get started today. Indeed.com slash hire. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Why can't we flex out a bad game to replace that good game? Flexing out the German game? I, that, yes, I, I can't I, imagine I, I, a listen, bigger logistical nightmare for the The NFL. Germans done enough to deserve Dolphins against the Chiefs. Ah, the Germans. Can't we send the commanders over there? I tell you what, there are plenty of other choices. 
Should have shipped that Bears game over there. Oh, Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I don't know if you've um, figured this out yet, Joe, but I'm the worst. I am absolutely the worst. I mean, I wasn't going to say it. Yeah, let me do it. So one of the first and nicest notes that I got regarding the Rangers winning the World Series, Christine Lisi. The best. And and, And here I am just crushing the Buffalo Bills right now. And she's wearing her Buffalo Bills sweatshirt. Like, she is, like, the nicest person on the planet. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, it's over for this team. How do you put up with me? How do do you just let that go and roll off your back, Christine? Because you are my friend, and we all don't have to like the same teams. I have lots of friends from, you know, who think different ways about different teams and life and all that, and I just kind of, I roll with it. Incredible, incredible view on life. What a message. Also, I was not put on this earth to straighten everybody out. (gasps) Wow. That's a good point, too. I'm just kidding. I love both you guys. It's okay. You're doing your jobs. You have your thing. I have faith in my team, and, you know, I'm forever loyal. You know what this is? It just made me feel worse. (laughs) This is a brilliant way, a brilliant way of just letting us pop off before the fight Sunday night. And then yeah. if the Bills win, she can come in and just crap all over us. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. I see what's happening here. We're getting slow rolled, as we would say here in Las Vegas. We're being slow rolled by Christine Lisi. <laughs> uh, this is your own little version of three-card Monte, huh? Monte. <laughs> She's like, let the, let, the, let the fat man and the big head go ahead and run their mouths now, and I'll have my joy come Monday morning. Uh, it's just, you know, she's just the best. Christine, thank you. And I, 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 it's not personal against the Bills. I like the Bills. I like the city of Buffalo. I, I get just, it. You're, you I know, just, you have, you guys have a job and you're, you know, you give your opinions and you have your facts and it's okay. You're just entirely too rational to be on this show. I'm and sorry. level-headed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank you. You know what I'd like to do, Carlin? And I've mentioned this because my in-laws are in town. They're from East Aurora, which is not far from Buffalo. Oh, I would yeah. like to take this show to one of the all-time great Buffalo wing joints, Barbell, in East Aurora. I would like to do this show from there. Oh, I would. you, get a, you have to convince me. I'll get in the car right now. I was That's well aware hours I was not going to have to convince you of that. I would love to do this show from iconic places like that. Wing spots, cheesesteak yeah. spots, you name it. I would love to start in East Aurora. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm there. You name it. I'll be there. No question. I can feel my arteries tightening up as we speak. It feels good. (laughs) People, it's an underrated feeling. It's an underrated. I can just feel the left side of my chest getting tighter. It feels fantastic. Yeah. You know what that is? Pride. Pride after a job well done with those wings. That's what that is. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The Dolphins, of course, that other big game this weekend in Germany against the Chiefs. And Mike McDaniel uh, oversees, once again, entirely too level-headed for sports media and sports radio. There are a bunch of narratives that occur whether you win or you lose. I'll, I'll tell you what's going to happen with the Miami Dolphins. They they lose. Um, we we can't beat good teams. We win. We're going to win the Super Bowl. None of it matters. Um, it, it, the you have to be your best when your best is required, and that's when there's elimination games. Yeah. Thanks, Mike, for pulling the curtain back on the whole thing. This is how it works. This is how <laughs> we get paid. Really? Got to ruin it for everybody? Now look. It is a very level-headed take. and But there is – here's the thing about what Mike's saying. 
there's going to be some validity to it really both ways, but primarily in the way of the Dolphins aren't beating good teams. Because when that's the case, and it's actually just factually correct, there's nothing wrong with saying it. And that's why this game to me is oh so important to the Miami Dolphins. You have to get that narrative out of there because here's the thing about narratives. You may think that they're not that important. Coaches, they try to close ranks, right? They want everybody to be just thinking about the job in front of them. And they want to tune everything else out. A lot of successful teams are able to do that. A lot of teams are not able to do that, Joe. And when that becomes a talking point, sometimes those narratives are things that players start to believe. Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. This is a big game for them. Because after this, it's the Raiders, not a measuring stick game. A road game against the Jets, not really a measuring stick game. Road game against the Commanders, the Titans, the Jets, the Cowboys. And then you have the Ravens and the Bills at the end of the season. Now, in terms of getting into the playoffs, having a nice record, hosting a couple games maybe, fantastic schedule. But at some point, you're going to want to measure up in one of these measuring stick games. And I applaud McDaniel for getting ahead of it, right? Like, that's a great message to send through his locker room. Here's how it's going to be if we win. Here's how it's going to be if we lose. We don't need to focus on any of that. Let's just do the, do the job at hand. The focal point for Miami should be this. You have a brilliant opportunity to take Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and hand them their third loss of the season. Mm. I think that's what's lost in this game. It's whether or not Miami can measure up, whether Miami can win the big game. That's a big narrative, yes. Kansas City loses this game. That's two in a row, and that's three well before we get to Thanksgiving. The road to the Super Bowl in the AFC has gone through Kansas City for, what, five years now? Mm -hmm. Five straight years they have hosted the AFC championship game. You want to take Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and you want to dethrone them? The best way to do that is to start by taking the AFC Championship game away from Arrowhead Stadium. You do that, I'm not saying that's the kryptonite, but you have suddenly made them mortal. You've made them mortal. They're still a tough out, but if you don't have to go to Arrowhead in January to beat them, things done changed in the AFC. And this game right here is an excellent opportunity. You don't want to talk about narratives come Monday? I'm okay with that. Go win this game and open up the door for everybody else in the AFC. That's what Miami has in front of them this weekend. You know who the third, you know when they lost their third game was last year? The Chiefs? Uh, yeah. I do not know. When was it? December 4th Whew. against the Bengals of all teams. They lost their third game on December 4th. Today is November 3rd. If they lose their third game a month in advance, to your point, it speaks a lot. And, and there are valid reasons to talk about why offensively at least this is getting away from the Chiefs a little bit that Mahomes is trying to make plays and forcing the ball into situations that he's had guys before who have been able to make those plays he's been able to throw other guys open right doesn't really have that right now outside of Travis Kelsey so as much as a quarterback can make receivers better you do have to be of a certain level when you look at what they've had to work with over the last several years. Say whatever we want about what Juju Smith-Schuster has done in New England. He was a good guy for Mahomes to have to work with last year. 
You know, Hardman was better last year than he is this year. I think there's a lot here that suggests that the Chiefs, offensively at least, could very much be on that doorstep. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Things are heating up for Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. His opponent this week just poured a little lighter fluid on the fire. We'll explain right after Joe has this from our friends at Granger. Ah, yes, our friends at Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Oh, rough night, rough week. Last night, one in three, down 2.95 units. Show overall, 62, 57 and one. We're down 2.03 units. Got to bring this thing back. Got to turn it around. We start in college football. Two games for tomorrow. Number one, Arkansas plus four and a half over Florida. Great spot for the Razorbacks. Florida just played a huge game against Georgia, and they've got LSU next week in Baton Rouge. Mixed into the middle is little old Arkansas, who A, is off the bye week, and B, has lost six straight, so everyone's checked out on them. But four games in a row during that six-game losing streak – were like LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, and Alabama. Of course they were going to lose those four. Goodbye low spot, Arkansas plus four and a half. In addition, we will lay the 15 and a half with South Carolina over Jacksonville State. South Carolina is in a buy low situation. Four straight losses, all against good SEC opponents. It's been a tough season for the Gamecocks. Now you get to come out and have a little get-right game and beat up on Jacksonville State. I expect Shane Beamer's crew to do that. Lay the 15-and-a-half with South Carolina. Take the 4-and-a-half with Arkansas. Oh, not uh, taking the 18-and-a-half, I see. 18-and-a-half mm-hmm. with... Rutgers. Your, your boys? Plus 18-and-a-half over. We like to have a lot of integrity. You call the games. We have integrity on this show when it comes to <laughs> Rutgers. I don't like to get involved in Rutgers games. I have too much respect for the big Thank fella. You. I want you to be able to focus on your job, and we don't want to get all this other stuff mixed in. Excellent. I appreciate that. being said, that. you ever find out about an injury, feel free to let me know. <laughs> There's an undercurrent of anger amongst the Big Ten coaches about the lack of response from the Big Ten. The fact that they're willing to go this far suggests everyone is trying to gain an edge however they can, but Michigan has taken it well beyond what is normal. Are you hesitant because you don't want to possibly uncover something that could disrupt the money that you guys seem to be so locked Locked in on earning should Michigan make a deep run. Sometimes it's just upsetting that it never comes down to right and wrong. Listen, it'd be nice if it did, but it just doesn't in general. And what's going on here is it's continuing to heat up on Jim Harbaugh. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Big Ten Athletic Directors had a call yesterday with Tony Petiti, who is the commissioner of the Big Ten. And according to some reports, the tenor of Petiti seemed to have changed after the last two days, first with the call with the coaches and then with the 
athletic directors, which really suggests the level of anger that is out there. Now, add into that, Ryan Walters, the head coach at Purdue. Now, they are playing Michigan this weekend, and this is what Ryan Walters had to say at his press conference yesterday uh, leading into this matchup. There aren't allegations. Like, it, it happened. You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know, there's video evidence. There's ticket purchases and sales that you can track back and you know we know for a fact that they were at a number of our games and so you know we've had to teach our guys a new language in terms of um, some signals and and we will operate differently offensively like we might you might see us in a huddle for the first time this season so it is it is what it is but uh, we're excited to go play and I think it'll make for a great story and that's why he said there's no allegations, no. There's video evidence. That's from his radio show, I should say, not a press conference this week. Um, there's ticket purchasers, there's sales. Apparently, uh, they have video of people actually videotaping the sideline and all of the signals as well from surveillance inside Purdue Stadium. I mean, it, it's it's continuing to get worse, and what really has my interest right now, Joe, more than anything. What is the NCAA going to do? Because these 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 investigations tend to take long times with the NCAA. Is the Big Ten going to get involved on their own and try to take matters into their own hands now? I'll tell you, this is really interesting from a college football playoff standpoint. It doesn't feel like this is going away. What Michigan needs in order for the, to not feel any of the brunt of this this season is for this to go away and it's not because at every turn there's a new coach or a new administrator or a new video surfacing of some wrongdoing i just saw something of connor stallion standing next to jim harbaugh in a game against michigan state where stallions is is feeding harbaugh the play that michigan state is running and you ask yourself why would a low-level staffer be right next to the head coach in the middle of the game feeding him that information how would he have that information Right. Yeah. Otherwise, he generally wouldn't be a low-level staffer. You'd figure that to be the offensive or defensive coordinator that would have Harbaugh's ear. I think the other thing that stands out here, and this has resonated with me since I heard it, and I'm pretty sure it was Feinbaum that said it with us, but I, I'm not positive. But we have not heard from a single person who has stood up to defend Jim Harbaugh. No. Not one. The guy has been around football for, what, five decades his brother coaches in the NFL. His father was a coach. He's been in the lower levels of college football, the upper levels of college football. He's been to the Super Bowl. He has played quarterback in the NFL. He's been everywhere. He doesn't have anybody willing to stand up to defend him in this spot. And I think that is as damning as it gets when it comes to a situation that so far has a lot of damning evidence. Jim Harbaugh doesn't do a lot to help himself with no. his reputation. And so that's not going to foster an environment where people are going to stand up for him directly. What is really, I just think, jarring now is how coaches are coming forward saying things like Ryan Walters just did. Uh, coaches are having their say on the Big Ten call. You're hearing more and more about this because, as we have talked about, this kind of thing is rampant in college football, but not to this level. Look, sign stealing, as you dutifully pointed out yesterday, has a lot, when you want to compare it to the Astros, Jim Harbaugh's banging trash cans. That, that's what this is. And so 
as much as sign stealing and all of that information that gets exchanged and all that goes and out there and happens and why college football coaches are the most paranoid people on the planet, it's because they on their way up have always had to do something along these lines, but not to this level. And so they're they're in a position normally Joe, where they'd be hesitant to even say a word because you don't want to, you know, people in glass houses, right? Yeah. This is not that case. This is now, no, this dude's way over the line in our estimation, and we are going to take him out, and I don't care if somebody wants to point the finger back at us. You're rubbing our noses in it, right? We yep. understand that our politicians are going to take liberties. We, we understand that as a society, and we kind of look the other way. Don't rub our face in it. We understand you're going to steal signs. Don't rub our face in it. It's when you make everybody look like such an idiot because you tried to get away with this that they're eventually going to come for you. Michigan's made it far too easy, and this is only going to get worse as time goes on. Yep, and once again, it bears repeating. It can't just be a slap on the wrist because if it is, boy, it's only going to get wider and bigger across the sport. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.